Good evening. Welcome. Welcome to the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini, and I have just had one of the better Italian meals I have ever had in Dino's in Willoughby. Boy, if you haven't been there, but the looks of the parking lot, lot of, that doesn't include too many people because everyone, I'll bet you, goes there. Place was packed. Food was excellent. I got a lot of garlic to show for it, and by God, I'm going to spread it around the studio tonight. <laughs> but I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter. He's going to be spreading some garlic, too. He didn't have spaghetti and meatballs, but he had scampi. And uh, I'm telling you, that food was just excellent. Anyway, we are business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. It's a beautiful summer night in Willoughby, Ohio. We're sitting here live, 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. And we're here to talk about small business. We have a lot of fun with it. We like to say we help people get unstuck from the state of how. And we're going to do that tonight with a how question or two. And my partner, Adam Sunhalder, is here, and he's going to yap a little bit and tell you how to get part of the, become part of the program tonight. Yes, I will. Yap, I, yap away, Jack. There's yap away. A lot of yapping going on. We we always welcome you to be part of the show. You know that. You've heard us say it before, and we, we like to open up with every show with that to give you a couple ways to get in touch with us. As Jack mentioned, we're here every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can reach us live here in the studio. Give us a call and get you on the air, 440-946-9468. Uh, for those of you who are more old school, it's 440-946-WINT. Old school. All right. Yeah, I remember party lines and all that good stuff, Party Jack. lines. I remember that very clearly. All That's right. right. So <laughs> you can reach us that way. You can email us, radio at MaximumVP.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at, at MaximumVP. Uh, you can try our website, uh, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. Uh, you can submit your how questions there. And as Jack mentioned, we are business coaches to owners of small companies. And we define small Typically anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. That's our focus. And it doesn't matter the industry. Uh, Jack is mentioning Dino's Restaurant here, which is a small business. And they probably have, I'm going to guess, about 20 employees. And probably some fa- quite a bit of family that's in there. But they've, uh, they've mastered their product and service in terms of their, their, their food. It's not, not the first time we've been there. And it's been very consistent and very good. They have some good service. And they have a very, very, um, um, I would guess, very loyal customer base. If if you go by a restaurant that's got a, uh, a packed parking lot at 4.30 p.m. for dinner, you know it's a good place. And it stays packed all the way through probably 9 o'clock. Yeah, good, just good food. We, you know, we, we're, we're very pleased with it. We're going to, maybe we should do some some random selection of some restaurants around town here, Adam. We'll uh, bring a little remote, stick it in our pocket, somehow talk from the restaurant while we're... Uh... So I don't mind the clinking of the glasses <laughs> and everything else, right? Yeah, that'd be all right to now, do. The, beauty, the beautiful part of it, though, Jack, is that we don't do scratch and sniff radio, so the garlic part does not come through on the radio, so our, that's right. our Just listeners you and I are okay with to, that. That's, that's right. right. You and I got to bear each other. That's right. But we're equally garlicky tonight, <laughs> so that's all right. That's right. They counteract <laughs> each other. So we're here for, for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. The, the purpose of our show is to help share stories... <laughs> of small businesses. And we've got quite a few of them. As Jack mentioned, he and I have been together as partners, as business coaches for about 15 years now. And we, each, we each had separate careers before then as far as what, what we were doing. And we've personally owned and operated 20 company, companies ourselves. We have coached hundreds more. And we're here to share a lot of those stories because we know as the owner of a company, 
you have a lot of challenges, a lot of opportunities, a lot of things that come up on a daily basis. And at times it can be a bit overwhelming or frustrating and wondering, hey, has anybody else been through this before? Is anybody else out there like me? And we're here to answer the question is absolutely there are. And those, those questions usually start with how. How do I? How do I do this? How do I get to this? How come I'm where I'm at? How do those questions come about? And how, more importantly, do I get solutions to them? That's what we're all about. We've, we've been through a lot of wars, as Adam said, and we have a lot of fun at this point basically helping people define those hows and and get the clarity they need to come up with a good solution. There isn't too much we haven't seen. There really isn't between us. And what we don't know, we usually have a pretty strong network of people who can help us out. So not only aren't you not alone, but we're able to really provide some good information, which is very hard to come by for small businesses, and are gonna, that's going to help you sustain profits. That's what we do. We help companies grow by by obtaining uh, sustainable profits. That's what you're in business for. Even if you're a nonprofit, you're in the business to make some profit. I'll have different missions, but it doesn't make any difference. It's all the same. And we know those secrets, and we know the pitfalls along the way. So if you've got a hot question of your own, we'd love to have you come in and and, and share that with us in the, in the audience. You can get a hold of us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. And we have how questions of our own as well. We'd like to kind of start off the show with and kind of get it kick-started. And uh, much like most entrepreneurs and, and owners of companies, uh, you know, Jack and I have a switch in our brain that we haven't yet to find to kind of turn it off. We're always thinking about business no matter where we go. And uh, many of the stories we share here on the air happen to do with our, either our own personal business experience with, with our own companies or with many of our clients or just experiences that we have being out and about, as many of you do as well. And so the, the how question I've got to start tonight, Jack, is is how do you define good customer service? Hmm. Good customer service. How do you define that? And, and, and it, it was coming front and center for me here these last couple of weeks. I've had several examples of customer service gone good and customer service gone bad. All right. So the first one was a, was a case where it kind of went kind of bad. So we were out for a, for a Father's Day dinner with, with my wife's family a couple weeks ago. And we were trying out a restaurant we'd never been to before, but you know, my, my, my in-laws had been there, some other folks I know had been there, and kind of heard mixed, review, mixed reviews about it. But we said, let's, let's kind of go, let's kind of go. And so we're there at 7.30 on Saturday night. This is, again, this is, you know, I don't know if you call it a holiday weekend being Father's Day, but, you know, people probably figure it's a, a pretty busy weekend for eating out. Yeah, I would and agree with that. The restaurant was maybe half full, okay? And so we sit down. And within a few minutes of sitting down, the, the, the waitress comes out. And, you know, nice young waitress, probably 19, 20 years old, you know, somewhat inexperienced. But she came out and said, hey, you know, just FYI, you know, we're out of uh, fried chicken, we're out of chicken tenders. Just to let you guys know. Okay, well, that's good. I yeah, appreciate you kind of give us a heads up on that so we don't order that. And start taking people's drink, drinks orders, drink orders, right? And out of the, the eight of us that were there, when she came back to, to, to give us our drinks, well, three of us, well, gee, sir, we're out of those beverages, folks. <laughs> and, and we're looking around the restaurant going, okay, well, what's going on? Oh, it was busy earlier. Okay, it was busy earlier. Okay, so we got through that. Comes to order some dinner, right? So we, we go around the table, order our dinners. And there was some cute confusion on dinners in terms of this was a, a barbecue joint. 
And so when you go to barbecue joints, sometimes you like to have a half rack of ribs. Sometimes you like to have a full rack of ribs. Sometimes you want to mix and match different kinds of ribs, right? And so we're trying to mix and match some different kinds of ribs. And, well, gee, you can't do it that way. You've got to, you know, you've got to order the meal where it comes with these couple of sides. So here you are trying to order different, a couple of different half racks of ribs, and you've got to get four sides. It's like, well, who's going to eat all this stuff, right? But making it very, very difficult to try to get the order done, right? So come back out a couple minutes later. Oh, by the way, sorry, uh, we're out of the, of, a, of the baby back ribs. And you know, three people had ordered those, right? Okay, well, let's try to order something different. Let's try St. Louis style or boneless. It's something different, right? All right. 20 minutes go by. Here come the meals, right? Well, they had the order wrong. They kind of missed my order, Jack. So I'm like, hey, just sorry. You know, everybody else, go ahead and eat. Don't, you know, we'll be fine. You know, don't worry about it. Well, a lot of accommodations there. But it's all right. That's on, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty patient. I'm trying to take it all in and see how they handle this, right? So 20 minutes go by, come back, and, and you know, went to the inspiration room, came back, and here's my, here's my full rack of ribs, right? Now, I come back to this full rack of ribs, Jack, and this is, it's like black. I mean, it's charred. <laughs> so I try, to, I try to dig into it with a knife to kind of cut it and separate the ribs, and I, I, I'm having no luck, right? So my poor brother-in-law feels bad. He says, here, why don't you take my half, or, you know, I mean, touch the, the, this half, and I put them side by side. His look, you know, pretty nice and juicy and, you know, the nice brown kind of bronze color you expect the ribs to look like, right? And so the waitress comes back and goes, you know, so how's, how's dinner? And I said, here, just take these back. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, look at these. I mean, just, just, just look. I mean, this one's charred black and this one... She's like, okay, well, you know, the, 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 the cook had, you know, the, the cook was taking a break and some, you know, somebody else had put them on the, on the, on the grill. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why, why, why do I care about this, right? I said, that's great. Just, just, just take them off the bill, right? So, no matter what we tried to do, Jack, things just kind of went wrong. <laughs> Nobody else from the restaurant, other than than this waitress, came out to say anything to us. She didn't adjust. Every time something went wrong, it was almost like it was our fault. We were ordering the wrong things. You know, it was all, it was all on us. And, again, it's called the hospitality industry for a reason, right? It's supposed to be hospitable. And to her defense, again, she, like I said earlier on, she was younger, maybe 19 or 20 years old. Maybe this is, she's new here, or it might be, but the exact wrong experience for us. So we will not be back to that place because the food was, was okay. It wasn't that good anyway from no, my standpoint. Except yours, right? Yeah. Did you ever eat? I had, I had part of my brother-in-law's thing. But at that point, I was like, you know, it was just, <laughs> you, can, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It just kind of it just kind of happens, right? Well, you're going to have to go to better restaurants. I can tell right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just it was, it was trying to give a, a, an example. We we're trying to was, you know we're pointing it out to our kids so they understand what they're what they're experiencing here, right? Just so they, they, there's lots of things that, that that they could have done that that they didn't do. Okay, so well, yeah. obviously that's a, a good example of bad service, yeah, right? Bad customer service, and it, it just doesn't start with the waitress and a smiley face. It starts with the whole experience, you know, from clean tables, clean windows, clean silverware, to pleasantries, to uh, the the management supervising, if you will, the activity. And when there is a screw up, like you say, nobody came out to you. Uh, that usually just is indicative of bad management, and bad management. Management is always responsible for the outcome of the, the company's product and, and service. And if it isn't good, they're the ones at fault. Where were right. they? And you know, if they don't care, well, my God, how are they going to grow a business and have that business you know, get better? 
And they were they were none the wiser because I didn't tell anybody. I didn't fill out any forms. And there wasn't that annoying guy coming by that, that most restaurants have. Where after you start eating, they come by. Hey, how's everything going? Right. That that guy didn't exist, you know, this night. So. Hey, you you mentioned a term here. You went to the inspiration room. Yeah, I'll, I'll come bet back. You a lot of people miss that one. Well, when you come back, mention yeah. mention that. Hang on after the break. I'll let you know what that means. Yeah, after the break, we'll we'll know about that as well. So we'll talk about some good customer <laughs> service. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. and I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. And we do that. We've been doing it together, Adam and I, as business partners for 15 years. And there isn't too much we haven't seen. And at the last segment, when we closed out, Adam, during during the first segment here, he mentioned he stepped out to go to the inspiration room. He was in a restaurant getting lousy service and getting kicked and dumped on. So he was talking about that, and he... (laughs) He got up in between the abuse, and he went to the inspiration room. Uh, What the heck is that? Uh, Let me tell you what it is. It came about through our years of coaching, many years of coaching. So here we get it. We're we're coaching clients, and it gets a little uh, heated isn't quite the right word. It just gets a little more complex, looking for a solution. They described a problem. We went back and forth. Now we got the problem framed. What's the solution? And we come to a stalemate which is often the case in the give and take. So we didn't quite have a a good solution to their problem. So what we found through the years, we would take a break. One of us would get up and go to the men's room just because nature called. And inevitably, it seemed like almost every time we came back from that visit from the men's room, we'd have the solution to the problem. So we coined the term, we should patent that, Adam. We should do something with it. But we call it the inspiration room. I got to get up and go to the inspiration room. And that's what he said. That's right. And it's, it's served us well. And it's, uh, it's a truism here. You get up and you take that break. Really, no matter where you go, the men's room is just as good as any. And you come back with a solution to the problem. Yes, and my inspiration for that poor customer service was to order another cold beer. It helped to kind of... <laughs> Make things all better, Jack. And it's amazing how work. that works. That's right. That works perfectly. So, <clears throat> as we said in the opening segment, you're always welcome to be part of the show here and give us a call. We're here live in the studio from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The number here is 440-946-9468. And the how question we started with tonight was, how do you how do you define or how do you know if you have a good customer service or not? That's a, a big deal for a lot of folks. And I had an example where I was going through some bad customer service. And the very next day... I had the flip experience of that. Okay, so we were going out on Father's Day for lunch. We, you know, I'd golf with with, with my brother and my dad and my, and my son in the morning, and we went to a restaurant there that we, we go to quite often. And being Father's Day Sunday, you know, early afternoon, U.S. opens on. It was a pretty packed restaurant. Usually not that, not not that packed, but it was pretty packed this day. And so um, my wife and daughter came and joined us, and we we're starting to you know get get the order in. And wouldn't you know it, they came back and said, "Hey, we're out of." Something that we ordered, right? <laughs> You're having a run on that, huh? So, yeah. So the kids and my wife look at me like, uh-oh. must be you, right? They're pointing at me. Like, it's like, like it's my fault. I said, wait a minute. You got, 
you guys were with me last night too. Hold on a second. Let's see how we do, right? So we made an adjustment to the order and everything is okay and comes out. And about 10 minutes later, the, 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 uh, the waitress comes by and says, look, I, I apologize. Things have been, have been crazy busy. We're running a little bit slow tonight. Okay, just to give you guys a heads up, and I, I feel awful about it, and, and there was a mix-up. So she came back over the course of the next 40 minutes. She came back every 10 minutes, wanted to help. Can we do this? And kept was very good and communicative to us as far as what was kind of going on. She didn't go get the, the chef from the rib place, did she? She did not. Oh, okay. She did not. So the, the food came out, and it was, it was nearly an hour from, our, from, from, from when we sat down to when, when the food came out. Okay? And she said, look, this is, this is absolutely unacceptable. So I'm so sorry for this. You will not pay for anything. Wow. All right? We got all the orders right. Everything's fine. She felt awful. She said, you guys aren't going to pay anything for this. Now, she didn't have to do that, right? She didn't have to, you know, she could have done something else, but she, you know, it was, she felt that bad. Well, that's, that's very generous. That's right. So, again, point out to the kids that here's an example of the right way to handle something like that. Again, the, the way she was very open, communicative, apologetic, didn't make it feel like it was our fault. That was, a big, that was the biggest beef I had with, with, with the prior night experience. All of a sudden, I felt as a, as a paying customer that I was at fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes back to something we, we discussed, we, we, we've discussed numerous times, including on a prior show, Jack, about the customer always being right. The customer's not always right, but to make the customer feel, ba- feel bad is not necessarily <laughs> the best way to build loyalty and have folks kind of come back. So yeah. it goes without saying, we'll, we'll, we'll be back to this restaurant. We've been, we'd been there before, and, and we usually have very good service. And everything. So this was, this was kind of an outlier. But even if we hadn't been there before, this experience, we would have given them another chance to come back to because of that very positive way to handle a not-so-great situation. So what, so what makes good customer service? It's, it's one of those questions that is easier to say what doesn't become good customer service than it is to say what is customer good customer service. So what is it? And we're just talking, we're not only just talking restaurants, restaurants... Yeah, just, yeah. Obviously, is a, a service-based uh, business that everyone in the world knows, you know, roughly what they do. So, so how do you describe good customer service? Well, how do you how do you get it? How, uh, to me, that's as uh, as the owner, that's kind of what you want because uh, as the owner, the owners typically are kind of geared that way. They understand how difficult it is to get to get customers in, and you know, w- with these two situations, at neither time do we deal with the owner of the company. Now the the, the 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 server we had for 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 the, for the good service was a little more experienced than the one we had with bad service, but it can't be just experience. I think she was probably trained up to a certain extent. Here's how, here's how you handle the situation. Here's what you do. So so getting good customer service training is one one big factor. It's got to be and defining what it, what it means. And and when you're in the hospitality industry like that, to be again to be attentive to people, that's a big deal. Most folks are not attentive. They should be attentive because again, they're here in your restaurant, and so that that to me is a is a very very big deal. So, uh, but to me, I guess you have to define what that looks like. That's so, right. Because people will say, "Hey, you know, we're, we're we're real big on service." So we often will talk to our clients. Well, what does that what does that look like? What does that mean? And so we have different different situations. We, we had one this week that pops in, into mind, and let me frame it for for, for folks. It's probably happened to them too. You got a situation where, where you're working with a client. There's a client of ours working with a client of theirs. And they've been working together now for probably three months. And there's been some challenges, to say the least, so far, okay? <clears throat> there's been good, good communication every week, kind of back and forth. But the, there's been some challenges. And part of it is you've got some inexperienced folks on the one side and a little more experienced folks on the other side. And the, the folks with the inexperience happen to be their customer. 
Now, they're coming to the point now where they're, they're getting ready to kind of renegotiate doing more work. And our client said, hey, well, you know, they kind of teed us up on the phone call to kind of um, look for kind of a discount. Okay. And they're getting ready to kind of give a discount for this new, this new work. And you asked a very appropriate question, Jack. You said, well, were you at fault? I mean, why would you, why would you give away a discount? Profit is hard enough to, to, to get as it is. Why would you just give it away? And we had a great dialogue with them for the next five minutes about that. You could see them sit back in their chair and say, well, no, it really wasn't our fault. We, we were not at fault. And we did everything the way we, if, you know, looking back, was, you know, often when you look back on things, you have that hindsight being twenty twenty. So, look, I wouldn't have changed my decisions. Everything that we did, again, knowing what we knew then, I would have done the same things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not at fault. So here's some other ways to maybe, again, people want to give away price. They want to give away profit to kind of appease things. So this, you know, example of the restaurant. So they gave away food to us. So they gave away profit for that, for that meal in the short term. But in the long term, they're going to make more profit because we're going to come back there. Yeah, there, well, there are a lot of ways to create goodwill. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sticking, it, sticking the hand in your pocket to make it monetary in that sense. Right. So there, there's ways, there, there's ways to, to try to define, well, what does that mean to be, to be good customer service? So how do you define that for your business? So being attentive, like the hospitality industry were given a sense. Well, in today's day and age, with technology the way it is, you're almost forced to be very attentive to, to, to customers or clients. Most of them can reach you relatively easily, whether it be phone or text or email or, 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 or on social media. We're often, you know, most of us are, are, are much more accessible than we used to be. So you, even if you're not in a consumer retail type business, you're often very available to folks. And so how do you handle that? And we, were, we were ranting last week, Jack, about some of our frustrations with, with advisors who were not very responsive, right? That's right. I oh, talked cus- to one of them, by the way. Customer service. Custom, what's that? I, said, I, I, I was able to, the, the, I actually heard back from, from the one advisor I was complaining about last week. He and I had a very good lunch this week. It was great. It's great to see him again. But he was, you know, mea culpa. I, I'm, I'm not good with that. <laughs> like, like it's okay, right? <laughs> Well, customer service, any business, any industry starts with management, starts with awareness, starts with trying to create a culture, starts with trying to create an experience for the customer that is going to be positive. Now, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen by edict. It, it takes a lot of work, and it just doesn't happen by creating manuals. It's, it's an attitudinal thing. And you do little things, and so many of the little things count, and they roll up into a big thing. So a pleasant smile, pleasant demeanor, you know, uh, not argumentative, uh, be informed, truly listen to the problem, and try, much like we do as coaches, try to try to get to the heart of the problem and what can we do about it. Come up to, with, with a with a good solution that balances your company's goals as well as what the customer is trying to do. And don't, don't negate the power of the inspiration room. <laughs> but the, the, the point is it's an overall experience that you can create by reinforcing the little things. That's and, and that ultimately becomes good customer service because I am the receiving end of that customer service and I'm walking away content. I, I don't have anything to complain about. 
And and that's what you try to achieve. I, I couldn't agree more, Jack. Those little things make all the difference. So for me, if we hadn't gotten that free lunch, so to speak, it didn't matter because all the little things are being done right to make me feel good about that experience. We still would have come back even if we hadn't gotten the free food. So That's right, yeah. All right, stay tuned. We come back from break. We'll keep talking about this. We've got a couple other examples of, of, of situations about customer service to kind of talk about. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And uh, we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, and we help owners of small businesses get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we're with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. Adam and I have been together over 15 years solving many, many problems of small businesses, uh, even our own. You know, we've run, operated, owned, consulted, done it all with small businesses. We'd love to have you join our program. You know, Adam's going to give you some numbers here on how to contact us, but come on in with your problems. See what we can do for you, and we can have some fun. We can be serious, whatever you would like to try to do with your business. So you small business owners, not the not the short ones, uh, the taller ones. <laughs> <laughs> now, you owners of small businesses basically uh, become part of the show. Give us a call. That's right. You can reach us live here in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. That's prime time here on the East Coast. You can get us live. The number here to get us is 440-946-9468. Again, 440 440- 946-W-I-N-T. You can also hit us up on uh, Twitter at at MaximumVP. You can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. Holy crap. We could take take 10 minutes on just uh, telling people how how many ways to reach us. I had to mention Facebook too, Jack. You go to Facebook... uh, forward slash I think it's Maximum VP but if you search for Maximum Value Partners on Facebook you can find us there as well we're all over the place well you can go down the key tower to the uh, 34th floor no no wait that's that's not where we are you can see us from there that's probably pretty good that's right yeah go to the Hilton at the big view of the lake that's where you want to go alright so our how question today we start out talking about is how do you define good customer service and in our first couple of segments here I've given a couple of just personal examples of not so great customer service and some pretty good customer service and as we're going into break uh, Jack mentioned a very, very wise thing. He talked about the little things being the big thing. And as I look back on on that recent experience here at, at the restaurants, the one thing that really jumped out to me, Jack, is the word empathy. Mm-hmm. Okay, And empathy, that's that ability to kind of put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So the server uh, at our bad customer service did not do a great job, didn't, do, didn't even seem to be trying to do that, whereas the other server did. And you don't need to give money. Again, you know, my point was, you know, when we were going to break, that people often lead with money. You don't necessarily need to do that. The fact that, that we felt that she was empathizing with us, I, f- I felt okay. I you think know, that's I, true I for most surprised. people. That's yeah. right. I was surprised that, that she gave us, a, you know, everything for free. I mean, I was just, it was, it was kind of, I was, whoa, I was just totally overblown by that. So customer service, I think you have to define in your business what those little things are. 
But if nothing else, be very empathetic and put yourself in the shoes of your of your customer. What's the name of that restaurant? The good one, not the bad one. We'll leave the bad one. All right, the good one is called Bootleggers. Bootleggers. Yeah, it's up by Mallard Creek in Columbia Station. Great, okay. Great little restaurant. You were mentioning on, on our prior shows about uh, Elliot Ness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got that theme to it. It has that kind oh, of... Uh, okay. Uh, Oh, I know, I know where that, that, that Okay, that, that, all right, I got you. I know where that's at. So great customer service, and, and part of what happens, you have to define what, what good customers are. Because the last thing you want to be doing is giving great customer service to, to folks who aren't great customers. And so this brings up another story that we were talking to a client about recently, Jack. Well, you're full of stories tonight. You're, well, you're I'm full are, of it tonight, Jack. You're standing, you are full of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a client of ours who has been preparing for the better part of the last year as they've brought on a new client. And this happens to be that their client is in the retail space as well, opening some new retail accounts. And they launched the opening of about 20 stores in, in, in the last couple of weeks. And the, the, the customer, they delayed the opening by about a month, okay, because they're going to open about six weeks ago and want to be a couple of weeks ago. And all of a sudden, problems start to happen. And our client was pulling his hair out if he had any, but his 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 dome record you know is very similar to ours, Jack, so he's, he doesn't have much hair to pull out anymore. But he was he and a good chunk of his team were on call twenty four seven for the better part of ten days. Oh boy. Absolutely what nuts. A grind. Absolutely nuts. And they're they're <clears> doing their best, jumping through hoops, um dealing with the, a customer who's not very understanding, was very overly demanding kind of demeaning i mean just the 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 approach was just not not the right way to handle a partnership and they found out through the grapevine that all of a sudden that our client was getting blamed for something that was not their fault at all and again just a lot of things were kind of going on where it was just our clients bending over backwards to do all the right things totally unappreciated and not executing and so as we got through that discussion we came to to a realization said you got to decide you know this is pretty early on but you got to decide, is this the right kind of customer for you guys? Is this who you want to have? Because people tend to be on their better behavior early on in, in any relationship. I mean, think back to when you're dating somebody. You know, th- th- those first few dates, people are usually are on their better behavior. They aren't, they aren't going to be quite open and be however they are, I, I guess, to a certain extent. Very true. Yeah. So if they're this way now, it's probably not going to get better. I think that's a safe conclusion. So you can offer great customer service and still not have it be appreciated. So as I mentioned before, again, being on call you know, with these folks is 24-7 given today's technology. So they were able to call them and, and, and be at their beck and call and want to jump through all kinds of hoops, show up at their stores, do, do all this kind of stuff that really wasn't their issue because they were providing what they had promised and were doing what they had promised. It was other issues that were causing problems, other issues that, that their customers were having. And then to start to point the blame was just absolutely, in our minds, unacceptable. It's not, not, not the way you treat people. So how do companies, small businesses, how do they do it? How do they create good customer service? I'm still waiting for that answer. Well, I talked about the little things, Jack. That's a big that part of it. That was a big part of it. That's and correct, I think though. The empathy part's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. As the owner... Typically, again, most things come from top down. That's where it starts, especially, and we're qualifying this as a small company. It, it, it has application to big and small, but we're focusing mostly on small businesses. There are, are there are things unique to small businesses. 
number one, the owner can set the pace, and the owner has to, as, as Adam was saying, 24-7 with a 20-company a launch. That's a pretty big deal. And you better be on, on uh, in the captain's chair for that whole time until things settle down and normalize a little bit. But the owner, everything starts with the owner, everything. And if the owner doesn't set the pace or doesn't care or isn't showing up or doesn't, you know, pick up the... The, the 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 debris if you're we're talking a retail restaurant kind of company or if it's a manufacturing company if if he or she is just neglecting the cleanliness the orderliness the the processes and and you know just the overall culture if he or she neglects that it's going to trickle down it's it's inevitable and after weeks months the place looks like a pigsty the, the operations aren't really taken seriously. People aren't taken seriously because the owner isn't there. The owner sets the pace. Nothing worse than, than seeing dirty windows, during gla- dirty glass doors, things like that where food, you know, restrooms that are, are not clean. And, you know, that's the owner's problem. The owner is causing those kind of things. And, you know, there, there's a little place over in Rocky River on the west side, Joe's. It's not a little place, it's a big place, Joe's Restaurant on Hilliard Road. What a tremendous place. They do not escape any detail, any detail. And the place is packed. The food is excellent. The, the portions are, are huge. It's just a great place to go. You walk in and you feel a spirit. You feel better just by walking into the door. Now, how in the world is that created? With an owner who doesn't care, who's grumbling about this, who gets fed up because yeah, he or she isn't really, uh, they're, they're tired of attending to the details, so they give an order to, to a 19-year-old waitress who doesn't know, and I'll be back, and he doesn't come back for three hours. And it, there's, there's no mystery to why companies, uh, establishments like that, lose. And that just transforms itself to even non-restaurants, non-food. You know, if a place is clean, orderly, if the, the employees are responsive, if they're friendly, if they've been trained to, to treat customers well, by God, that, custom, that company is going to be one who provides excellent service. And that's how you're going to walk away from it. All right. Take a breath now. That's a lot of good yapping, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Those little things, you're rambling off a lot of great little things. And the restroom is a great example. There are a lot of little things that go on in the restroom. And Joe's, by the way, has, has very soft toilet paper, for those of you who care about those kind of things. That's right. Boy, is that, that important so those are, that's, that's hard to find <laughs> out in the world, folks. So, um, But it's a, lot of, it's a lot of those little things and those attention to detail. It starts at the top. So as the owner, how do you define what is good customer service? You set that pace. So you try to keep it somewhat simple, and you, know, you, you can look around. And if you, if you don't have an idea of what to do, maybe just Google it for a little bit, and, and you'll find you'll find everything from, you know, companies like, like Zappos who has their kind of top ten things in terms of customer service and what they do. A lot of different organizations will kind of list out what they have. Here's here's kind of you know our Bible. If you get beyond a top five or top ten, it kind of loses sight. But to have a you know, like a top ten list out there and have it very visible for your team. Here are the 10 things that we're, we're, we're using to define and we're going to measure in terms of what is great customer service for us. So as we were ranting last week and beating up on some, some advisors like, like, like attorneys who don't, who don't return phone calls, if ever, for, for days or weeks, okay? So, hey, return calls in 24 hours. Okay. I mean, very simple, very measurable. And it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. So, you know, 
having a having a certain tonality the way you approach folks. So do you do you approach them as you're being bothered by them? And again, I, I know you all know what I'm talking about. You've all had experience like that where you go into a place and it's all of a sudden like you feel like you're doing them a favor by 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 patronizing their their business. Where it should be the other way around. They feel very good. Whatever's going on, one of the things has got to be, hey, leave whatever garbage you've got at the door when you come in today. And you walk into the business here, here's how we go and, and here's how we approach things. Here's what we're going to do to be good cu- customer service and customer oriented. It's very, very key from that standpoint. Well, if you aren't restaurant, if you aren't restaurant, you you have to really, part, part of good customer service in a manufacturing or another related kind of business is to tell the truth and be the kind of, of business person, the owner, who who's going to tell it like it is to the best of their ability. You use the word empathy to to get inside that that person's shoes and and basically think like they do. If you can do that, the the experience again, the outcome is going to be good because you're telling it like it is. Not that the customer always is right, kind of cliche. What a bunch of nonsense that is. If the customer is being an a-hole, uh, I I would prefer telling them directly that he is or she is. Uh, versus dance around it because we aren't gonna we aren't gonna be lasting too much longer. You know, All so right. that's good. That's good customer service there, even though it might sound negative. All right, so honesty. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that honesty comment, Jack, in terms of being truthful and honest, which is a great thing. And I'll I'll roll that into my last story I've got here coming in, into our final segment of the show here, where being honest comes up with something like saying no. Okay, very, very mm-hmm. key with that. So stay tuned. We'll keep this discussion going on the on the other half of this break. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches. And we have a lot of fun coaching small business. Oh, wait a minute. I always get that confused. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes, the owners <laughs> of small businesses, all shapes and sizes and colors. We do not discriminate that way just as long as you're coachable. So Correctable. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. But it don't sing and dance and it don't. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches. And the company we business coach out of is called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. Adam and I have been coaches for over 15 years, and we love it. We have fun with owners of small companies defined as 1 to 25 employees. It can be in any industry. There are very few industries that we haven't touched on. You're the expert in the industry we help you become the expert in growing sustainable profits. That's what you're in business for. And we've had a, a lot of success doing it. So we'd love to talk to you. Adam's going to tell you how to do that. Feel free to call in and give us your how questions or dispute what we're yapping about tonight. It's a beautiful summer night, so anything goes. So ponder that for a second, what Jack was just saying. <clears throat> ponder having growing sustainable profits. For most owners, that's hard to even imagine. You know, I'll refer to it as making money on purpose. That's right. That's a good way to do it. If that's you know a good how to, way to say it, if you know how to do that, it's amazing the calm and clarity that comes as part of your business. So, if you have that, we'd love to hear some of your stories. If you're struggling with that, we'd like to hear some of those stories too. We can help. That's part of what we're here for in our show. That's what we do day to day in our business coaching. You can get us here live in the studio four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Or email us, radio at maximumvp.com. We'd love to have you on the air. We'll get your questions here on the air. 
So our theme for the, the, the how theme for today's show has been how do you define good customer service? We gave some great ideas about this and gave a lot of examples in the last segment. Jack was, was going off on a lot of great little things that are very important to that. And as we're getting to the end of that, he talked about kind of being truthful and being honest. And I said, here's an example. I have a little story to share about, about saying no. Okay, as silly as that sounds, saying no. And you know who you are. As a business owner, it is so difficult to say no when somebody wants you wants to pay you to do something. Hey, can you guys do this? Hey, can you guys do that? And yeah, we can do it. Every, sure. Absolutely. Every, every bone in your body is screaming, yes, we can. Even though we can't yet, I don't know how yet, but we'll figure it out kind of. But you always say yes to people. And so we had a client who, who recently bought a company, and they were in the fulfillment business. And we spent a little time with them. You know, part of what Jack and I do sometimes, we'll, we'll kind of delve in for, for a couple of days with clients. For us. We'll spend some time with them because often the way clients are explaining things are different if Jack and I are there kind of day in and day out kind of watching and observing things. And what we discovered is one of the biggest clients that, that they have, while they are doing some fulfillment for them, what's really Does Everybody dreading, know what fulfillment is. What do you think? That sounds like... Uh well, I won't say what it sounds like. Well, they're fulfilling. What, what, they're, they're, what they're, kind they're, of, they're, what's he fulfilling? They basically <laughs> warehouse products, and they fulfill for folks who sell stuff. So they may have little eBay or Amazon stores or on websites where they are selling product. And they've grown to the point where they can't really store it in their living room or their garage anymore, so they have a warehouse where they store their items. That's a big part of this. And so and they that, fulfill the order. The order comes right. in, and they have to then go out and, and get it, pack it up, ship it out to the customer, and, and be able to take care of it. So what we discovered is that one of the biggest customers, while they're doing that fulfillment part of the business for them, they're also doing a lot of other customer service type stuff. They're managing the website. They're dealing with any customer complaints that come in from from this from their customers' customers. Okay, so they're also like the face of that and dealing with a lot of other things that aren't the core of their business. And it's taking a lot of time, energy, creating all kinds of frustrations, and it's it's something that, that they don't necessarily do well. And they aren't being paid for it. That's well, that's the problem. I mean, really, they they aren't. Well, I won't well, get yeah, into no, costing you know, and all that right. good stuff. So, but, but yeah, they they have a price that, that that's there, but they they're they're still doing it because there's a big fear of saying no. Simple word, two letters, no. N-O, N-O. Correcto. It's that one of the first right. words you probably heard as a baby. Right, and you ignored it then. Your mother, right. your mother said that to you all right. the time when you were growing up. So so saying no as an owner is a very, very powerful, and it's okay to say no. In fact, it's better to say no ahead of time versus saying yes and then screwing stuff up because you're getting distracted. So in order to give and offer great customer service, you got to know what it is that you do and you do well and stick to it. And do that better than anybody else. And don't get tugged. Don't get tugged off that track when that when that big check is being waved in front of you. Hard, hard as it is, don't be afraid to walk away from it. It, it. it tests character, and it gives you a feeling of doing the right thing, which we often don't have. We don't have that experience so consciously as walking away from a no or at least taking the chance because most often, it doesn't work that way. You say no and you stand fast because you're right. And the person across the way, that customer realizes it and respects you even more. And if they don't, to hell with them. Who cares? They're going to be a lousy customer anyway down the line. And it's, it's difficult. 
And by no means are Jack and I perfect with this. We still have challenges with this because we love to help people. We love to help owners of small companies. We like to help help the people that work for those small companies. And I know where we've gotten in trouble, trouble in the past is we talk about here on the show and everybody meets us that we coach owners of small companies. And part of our engagements will often get involved with some of the other key members of, of management, but it's really 95, 98% focused on the owners and working with the owners and working through them to help make the business better by helping to make the owner themselves better. We've had issues in the past with a couple of clients where we've not necessarily worked through the owner, but have gone directly to, to some of the key managers themselves, and it, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out the way it should because the owner's not making changes. Yeah, we aren't, we aren't the owners. We aren't the bosses, and everybody knows it. It puts them a little bit on edge. They'll, they'll you know, we, we have to watch how we assert, how deeply we assert ourselves. It's very important so, not, to, not to take over because we can't. But for us to say no in those situations, again, we say no a lot of times, but sometimes it's, you know, we like new challenges, challenges just like anybody else does. And we can see opportunities, and, and we, always, we always hope for the best, and we have ideas about ways that we can work, work with everybody and help everybody at once. And what happened was, you know, well, we got brought in under false pretenses, Jack, but it was what we determined quickly. And, again, this, you know, the way, the way our coaching works, folks, is if we, if we do make a, I'll, I'll call it a mistake like that, Usually within several months, we, we, we figure it out, which we figure out that the, the owner at that point is not coachable. And yeah. if the owner's not coachable, we cannot be effective because we, we have to work, to, 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 to your point, Jack, we have to work through the owner because they're the owner. Yeah, they're the, the, owner, the owner, right. The owner has to set the pace. The owner has to commit to change. And if they do, we can get them on the road of growing sustainable profits. That's what they're in business for. That's what they want to do. So, yeah, they have to be on board. Have to. So often you got to kind of stub your toe along the way and make some mistakes and realize what it is that you do and do well and stick to that. And as hard as it is sometimes to say no, you got to do it. So that's part, I think, to me, that's part of being honest, being truthful, however you want to do it, being genuine to what you're about. Because you can't be all things to all people. You can't, as much as you might want to be. Or, and it happens early on. And, and trust me, if you're early on in your company, you've only been around for a couple of years, you're probably going through that process right now where you're, you're, you know, say you're chasing revenue, but you're taking anything, anything and everything that can come in. And that's okay because you're at the point where you, where you aren't sure what a good client is for you. I was just talking to a, a woman last week, Jack, that we're going we're to meet here, here in a couple of weeks, and she's about four years in. And she's at the point of feeling burnt out because she has trouble saying no. Okay. Okay. All and right. so I was trying to give her a little calm down during, during our initial phone phone conversation. I started explaining, say, you're at the point now, four years in. She probably, I think she's had 30 or 40 clients at this point. So you can probably go through and pick out a top five or top 10 and also pick out a bottom five or, or, you know, or bottom 10. And so here, here's more kind of clients I'd like to have. And then when I see the, 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 for the top 10, when I see the bottom 10 come <clears> up again, those types of people, I can say no to them because those don't work very well for me. But she said, she admitted, she admitted I have a problem saying no, which is, <laughs> and again, especially early on, if somebody wants to give you green money, it's difficult to say no to that person. That's right. It is. But it's, it, it's very, it, very it, hard. There's no question about it. That's what you're in business for, to, to make growing sustainable profits. <laughs> So other than other than you getting paid to learn a lesson, 
there's some benefit to that, I guess. If you can make sure it's a short-term thing, don't make it too long-term. Um, it's better than you paying for that lesson, I guess, right? But you're going to pay for it in other ways. That's <laughs> in right. In terms of loss of time, frustration, loss of hair, whatever it might be. There are all kinds of things that, that, that might come out as part of that. But it's you know it's key to be able to be able to say no and, and know what you're looking for. And if you do it and do it well, the chances of offering great customer service, Jack, increase tremendously. So what are the two takeaways here with great customer service? How do you create it, Adam? What, lots, what is going I'd on? say lots of little things. And go back and listen to, listen to segment two of this show where Jack gave, within a matter of about five minutes, about 20 little things, folks. And a bunch of those little things. And you know what little things mean for you. But the, the little things are big things. So that's number one takeaway. And I guess I would say the second point we're talking about here in, the, in this segment, Jack, in terms of the honesty. The honesty and the ownership, and, setting the pace. Setting that pace. And I think empathy is, is key to keep in mind, too. I'll I go, agree I'll, with that, I'll, too. I'll, I'll go to the top three. The, the empathy piece of kind of understanding where your customers are at, that's a key piece to have in place as well. All right. Excelente. Well, all right. Well, we want to thank that's everybody Spanish, for... That's uh, That's right. Well, <laughs> gracias for joining us uh, on this yes. week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Have any questions before, uh, give us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Okay. At Maximum Value Partners, we can help you, a small business owner, get unstuck from that state of how. We've done it with hundreds. We could do it with you. You're the expert in your business. We're the experts on the business side of business. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen at your leisure. You can go to wintradio.com and the archive programs or go on iTunes and check us out there, download the podcast, and leave a, uh, leave a, a, a review. That would be fantastic. Hey, learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Adios. Hey, Mexico. To your dreams.